Good evening. First of all, I want to thank the congregation, the elders at, here at Bybees for the, this wonderful invitation to be here tonight and preach the Word of God. And may we learn something, and not only learn something, but also keep these words in our heart. And not only that, but to practice these words that we're about to study tonight and look at. And I was telling Brother Steve Boyd that if all of a sudden I start talking in Spanish, just forgive me. All right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep on going. I was on the way here. My little girl Jayla, the oldest, she said, "Daddy, you're gonna preach in English or in Spanish tonight?" I said, "It's gonna be in English." Oh, Daddy. I wanted, I wanted you to speak in, in Spanish again. So forgive me if I just start rumbling in Spanish over here tonight. It's an honor to be here again, once, uh, once again. Um, the Iglesia de Cristo sends their greetings to you tonight as well. So um, um, I want to let you all know that also tonight. Matthew 27, our brother Newby read that this uh a few moments ago, Matthew chapter 27, if you have your Bibles tonight, please turn with me there. Verse 22, Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? They all said to him, let him be crucified. What then shall I do with Jesus? You know, as I was preparing this lesson, the, thinking about the, the governor, the, the, the pilot, Pontius Pilate, that asked the people in this place at this moment in time what he wanted or what he should do with the Savior. It would have been great if Pilate knew exactly who Jesus was. It would have been wonderful if he knew exactly who he was dealing with. What then shall I do with Jesus who is called the Christ? These words that, that, that Pontius Pilate and the, and the Jewish leaders among the most un, are among the un, most unforgettable words in God's Word, in the Bible. They're amongst the most unforgettable words in the Bible. It is the most extraordinary scene ever witnessed in human history. The one who created the universe, the one who created it all with God the Father and the Holy Spirit is standing before a Roman judge at this moment in time in a court of judgment. And this scene will be reversed on the day of judgment when the same Roman judge will stand before Jesus one day. What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? During the, the past few days, we've been at, at church camp, and, and it, was, it was my turn to cook breakfast. I, I have no idea how to cook. My wife is an excellent cook, I guess you can tell. Uh, but... It was my turn to cook. Somebody handed me a pan. They handed me the, the, the vegetable oil. They handed me, um, I don't even know what some of the stuff was. That's, that's how bad I am as a cook. 
I said, what am I going to do with this? What, what is this? I mean, what, what is this you're handing me? I, I, I had no clue. So one of the, one of our, our, our members, one of the men, he's, he's an excellent cook. I, I, he, uh, he always prepares some great meals. But he was like, he, he, he told me, he, he said, what you have in your hands is the key to our happiness or to the start of our day today. I said, uh-oh, y'all are in trouble. I, I have no clue. I said, what am I going to do with these things? So that, you know, thinking about that, it's, it, it kind of took me back to, to this moment in time where this governor asked the Jewish, the Jew, the Jewish people and the, and the leaders, what then shall I do with Jesus? One of the most important questions ever asked, one of the deepest and most profound Questions ever told in the history of this world. Let me tell you, brethren, this evening, and uh, if you're visiting with us tonight, let me, let me go ahead and also tell you that is a very personal question. That is a question that, that is not very uh, easy to handle for most people. Let me tell you that it depends on our, on our salvation. It's a matter of life and death. Let me tell you this evening that the way that Jesus has come to this earth, sent by God the Father, John 3.16, for He so loved the world that he, that he gave us Jesus. What a great example of love that is. Jesus took our place on that cross. Jesus gave Himself so that we can have the gift of salvation one day. What are we going to do with Jesus. The situation, the judgment situation in which Jesus was in, 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 in which Pontius Pilate is one of the most famous men who has ever lived. But do you know why? You know his name has become a, a household name uh, in, the, in the homes of Christians for over 2,000 years? It's because of what he didn't do. What he Gave the option to do. He was in a place of authority. You know, I, I'm, inclined, I'm even inclined to think that most people in the world have heard of this famous man. The man that, this man that has been dead for over 2,000 years, but the human race cannot forget him. He's gone. But his name lives on in infamy. How shall we account for such undying fame, brother? How, how, how should we deal with, with one of the most important questions ever asked? The world would have never remembered Pilate if he wouldn't have, have come across this man named Jesus. The world would have never remembered his name if it wasn't for his conversation that he had with our Savior he was called on to decide whether Christ should live or die. And you know, after, after careful examination, he, he decided that Christ was not only innocent. He decided that he was not only innocent, but also he was a righteous man. When the Jewish uh, people, when the Jewish leaders demanded that Jesus be crucified, Pilate said, why? What evil has this man done? 
What evil, what, what bad thing has this innocent man done? And of course they, 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 they kept on demanding it louder. He said, I find no fault in him. What was the next thing he did? He even took water and a bowl. And in front of everybody, the whole crowd, he washed his hands. And he said, I'm out of this, pretty much, in, in, in other words. I am innocent of the blood of this just person. But he saw he, that he could not prevail. He saw that, 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 that if, he, if he kept going on with this, there would be a great riot. He had fear. He had pressure on him. He didn't know what to do. He was in a, in a, in a bad situation. He knew that, that, that he could be threatened or, or that the threat was there to be reported to Caesar if he went against the Jewish, the Jewish people and the Jewish leaders. So he delivered Jesus to be crucified. What a sad situation. What a sad situation. For the way he treated Jesus, we cannot forget Pilate. What then shall I do with Jesus? Because of that relationship, just for a moment in time, that he had with our Lord. That relationship that he had for just a, a, a little while with our Lord Savior Jesus. It's how we come to remember this man. But Pilate is not, is not only one of the most famous men who has ever lived, but he has given the world perhaps the most famous question that a human being can ask or can be asked. What then shall I do with Jesus? I didn't know what to do with, those, with that pan. I don't know if I should put it on my head or wear it as a hat or, 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 or just start, order some food and just put it in and just eat out of it. I'm not that bad, but I know a little better than that. What am I going to do with these things? Let me tell you tonight, if you're not baptized, what are you going to do with Jesus? If you are baptized and you've fallen away or you've, you've sinned, what are you going to do with Jesus? You know, it was, it was a custom, we are, and we all know this, just to uh, uh, remember and refresh our memories. The, it was a custom at the Passover to release a criminal from prison. It was a custom uh, 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 back in those days to release uh, this criminal and uh, that was chosen by the Jews. You know, this was permitted, of course, to secure popularity. This was done, of course, uh, to... Uh, uh, with secure popularity with the Jews and, and, and give importance to the visit of Pilate that he had made to Jerusalem at that, at that time. So uh, the Jews held in high esteem political prisoners who opposed Rome. And, and, and Barabbas was one of them. And to release one of them, one of them was, not, was most pleasing to these Jews. So he might be, Pilate thought he might be able to save Jesus. He had a few opportunities. He had uh, a couple of situations where he could have saved our Lord. <clears throat> he, he, he was able or he had the chance to, to save him by 
giving the Jews a choice between a notable prisoner named Barabbas and, and Jesus. Of course, this man was involved in a rebellion against Rome. Of course, that was he, he, he thought for sure they were going to pick him. But no. They ended up, you and I know who they picked. And it was Jesus. And, and he had to die for you and me. And he had to take our place in that cross. Let us think about that tonight. Let us think about what sacrifice he did for you and I. If you're not baptized this evening, we urge you, we uh, invite you to think about this question this evening. What shall we do with Jesus? And the summer series, the, 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 the topic, the, the, the great questions of the Bible is, uh, there's some great ones. And, and I, like I said, when I was preparing this lesson, I was thinking about, um, my topic, and, 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 and I just couldn't help but think about this man, Pilate. Think about what he went through. Think about what he had to do, what he had to endure being in that position of authority that he was. He knew that he was dealing with a righteous man. He knew that he was dealing with someone, someone that was innocent. If he would have known exactly who he was dealing with, with the Son of God, it would have been a totally different situation. When the multitude demanded the release of Barabbas instead of Jesus, Pilate then presented the question to the Jews and leaders, what shall I do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? But the importance of this question, brethren, this evening is, what shall each one of, one of us do with Jesus? What are we going to do with Jesus? You know, Pilate's place in history was achieved because he asked that question. It was achieved because achieved because of that, of that, of that, of what happened at that time. He was asking a question larger than himself. He was asking a question um, larger than life itself, larger than anything at that time. What shall I do with Jesus? About 21 years ago, the story goes that a gentleman was, went out fishing with his son. He went out fishing and he thought he might take him to the, a nearby pond and, and was going to teach him how to fish. And he was going to teach his son how to get the biggest fish of all that, 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 that was in there. Supposedly there was a, a, a one of the biggest uh, uh, bass in that in that pond that they that they'd ever seen. He, the, the the father had missed it a few times. The years passed, and he was for sure that when he was going went out and taught his son how to fish, he was going to achieve it. So they went out and and took their truck and parked it and walked down to the pond. And they had all their equipment. They had their reels. They had their fishing poles. They had uh, their bait. They had their tackle box. They had everything they needed to have a good time and also learn a lesson from the boy's father. So they went, they went on and, and, and started to fish. And uh, the son, after about 
two or three tries, he, he caught, he caught something. It was, it was big. He was tugging on it. And he was tugging on it hard. And, and his dad came over there, ran over there to help him. And, and the, the experience that the dad, that the father had, you know, he, he was doing it and, 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 and helping him get that, reel that fish in. They got it up out of the water. He kind of maneuvered it over to his, so, so it would land on his son's hands. And his son panicked. He, he, he ran along the side of that pond, freaking out, scared. He didn't know what to do. He, he didn't think it was going to be slimy. He didn't know it was going to be uh, the way a fish feels on your hands. He, he, he had no idea. He didn't know what to do. Later on that night, that evening, the, the, you know, the son, he ran to the truck and he stood there, and, or he sat there until they were done. That, later that evening at dinner, they were eating the fish. The father cooked it. And they were sitting there talking. The, the, the son finally uh, started talking about the situation. And the dad said, well, you know, how, why, did you, why did you get scared that way? What happened to you out there, son? And he said, well, dad, I just didn't really want to go fishing today. And the dad was, you know, that was one of his most favorite hobbies to do, one of his favorite things to do. And he, he couldn't believe it. He said, I thought, I thought you were excited about going with me. And, and anyway, make the long story short, he, the, 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 the boy said, Dad, I just wanted to spend time with you. I didn't know what to do with that fish. I had no idea what, what to do with that thing. I, I, I was scared. And the dad looked at him and he said, you know, son, that's, that's exactly what we need to be doing as Christians. We need to go out and teach people. How to be fishers of men. Exactly what Jesus told the apostles when he was calling them. In Matthew chapter 4. Exactly what, when, what Jesus was uh, teaching them uh, to do when he called them from their, from their different jobs. Their different occupations. I will make you fishers of men. What then shall I do with Jesus? You know, this is a, a question relevant to all people. In every century, ever since the first century, this is a very uh, question that um, is relevant to any, every everyone in this world, relevant to every generation, to all age groups, relevant to all um, the people who are old enough to know right from wrong. You know, each and every person must answer this question for himself or herself. But let me tell you one thing tonight. No one can answer it for us. We have to do it. What then shall I do with Jesus? It's not something someone else can answer for you. It's not something someone else can help you with. It's not something that we can have assistance with. We have to do it on our own. We have to answer this question on our own. So, for over 2,000 years, this question was originally asked by Pilate. And, of course, we all know the answer. The, 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 the crowd, the people, they all said, let him be crucified. They didn't know what they were doing. Peter let them know exactly what they did in Acts chapter 2 when he preached the, 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 the sermon on the day of Pentecost. 
He said, brethren, what shall we do? Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins and you will receive the Holy Spirit. He said, you know, they answered. What they, they realized what they had done to the, to, to the Savior. They realized what they had done to the Son of Man and the Son of God. And they asked the question, what shall we do? And, of course, we know the result from this. About 3,000 people were baptized that day. And in Matthew chapter 27, we see that, that the importance of this and, and, and what's happened, the context of, context of, our, uh, of these verses right here. When Jesus was brought up to, 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 to face Pilate in, in, in verse 11, and then later on in, in verse 62, when, uh, when Pilate, we see Pilate uh, uh, come up again. And remember what Jesus said in Matthew 28, 20, I am with you always. You know, it's, it's one of the things that, that well, the reasons that this question is so rev- relevant is that Jesus is our contemporary. He, 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 um, he is someone who is a contemporary. He is one who lives when we live. We know he's not alive physically. You know, uh, some things about life are inescapable. Let me tell you this evening that, that Christ is one of them. For over 2,000 years, Christ has been the central character of human history. And we all know this. Pilate is dead. But you know what? Christ is alive. Christ lives. Christ lives today. And he's, in, in a real sense, he stands before us all. And we all have to answer Pilate's question, just like Israel did. It is an inescapable question, brother. Jesus is inescapable. We will have to answer this question sooner or later. If you haven't done so, we ask you to accept Jesus in your heart. Open up your doors of your heart to Jesus and let Him him dwell in there. Let Him live in your heart. No one can get away from Jesus or get around Him. He's a living reality. You know, before He left, like I was saying, before He left this world, He said in Matthew 28, 20 to His disciples, And lo, I am with you always. Even unto the end of the age. Even unto the end of the world. You know, Christ's biography, in a sense, closes with these words. In some sense, Jesus remains in this world, and it is as though he never left. He said, I am with you always. I am with you always. He is among us. And in the world, he said of Christians who assemble to worship God and, and observe the Lord's Supper, you know, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there also. Don't you for a second doubt that Jesus, that Jesus is among us. You know, Jesus said to John on the Isle of Patmos, I am he who lives and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. He told that to the Apostle John. You know, the most obvious truth about 
about Christ is that he cannot be ignored. Across the centuries, man um, has answered, answered the question of Pilate with maybe contempt, astonishment, and some with undying love. But we need to answer that question. But not like the Jews did. Let us not crucify him all over again. Let me tell you that when, whenever we turn our back to Jesus, we're crucifying him again. Whenever we don't do his will, God's will, we are crucifying him all over again. One of the things, uh, we're going to look at some examples this evening uh, about what, what some of the characters in the Bible did with Jesus. We're going to look at this evening some of the things that um, some people did with Jesus. Um, if you can turn your Bibles with me, please, to Luke chapter 8. Chapter 2, I'm sorry, verse 8. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out of the, in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of, of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is, the, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, peace, goodwill toward men. The shepherds, the shepherds, let's see what, what, what they did with Jesus. Let's continue reading chapter uh, verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And then, and when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. And it was told them. The shepherds, they praised Him. The shepherds glorified them, glorified Jesus. You know, and and, uh, going back, if you turn your Bibles with me to uh, Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Let's look at verse 1, 2, and 11. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1, 2, and 11. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we, for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Verse 11, And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with, with Mary his mother, 
and fell down and worshipped him. And they had opened their treasures. They presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They worshipped him. The wise men worshipped him. The shepherds, they looked for him, and they found him. And they also worshipped. You know, Herod tried to kill him. We see this in, in Matthew chapter 2 and verse verse 16 later on. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death, to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts. He wanted to kill him. That's what he wanted to do with Jesus. Judas, we know, betrayed him. Sold him, pretty much. You know, there's people today that sell Jesus... Betray Jesus for much, much less than that. And it's, and it's a shame to see what some, some of the people, so, some of the, even Christians, how they sin and betray Jesus all over again. We see that Peter, that Peter denied him. We see that Peter three times said that he didn't know this man. Pilate, you know, the Bible says that we, Pilate tried to be neutral. The Bible tells us clearly that we do not need to be neutral, that, we, that he will vomit us from his mouth, that we do not need to be lukewarm. Pilate was. And look what happened to him. You know, in, in, in verse 24, going back to Matthew 27, <clears throat> It says, when Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. Pilate was lukewarm. Saul of Tarsus, we know, you and I know, that he uh, persecuted the Christians. He Went after the Christians. You see this in Acts chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. Chapter 26 and verse 10 of Acts. Of what Saul did with Jesus. You know, what are we going to do today? These are some of the examples of what some people in the Bible did with Jesus. What are we going to do? Are we going to be with him or against him? Let's look at Matthew chapter 12 and verse 30. Matthew 12:30. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Are you with him? Or are you against him? There's a, a, a show in, on, on the Spanish. Uh, when I was... Uh, uh, you know, uh, younger. I was about seven or eight years old, and and in Mexico there was a a TV show about this superhero, and he he wore a, a, a yellow costume, and and uh, his initials, and, and and right here in the in the chest, in the middle part, in, in the middle of his chest, he had a a red heart, and his um, his weapon was uh, just a little squeaky hammer. You know, and it didn't do it didn't harm anybody. And his initials were in the in the red heart in his yellow costume, and he would always say, 
the good people follow me. And he would walk by himself because nobody would pay attention to him. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a real hero. He, he was, he thought he was. And I used to watch this show and, 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 and he would say, all oh, the good people follow me. You know, and, and I loved it. And, and, and I used to watch that show and, um, Nowadays, uh, it's it's not it doesn't come out on TV, of course. But every time I see a commercial or something about it, I show the girls, and they don't really care about it. And uh, they're like, "Daddy, what's that?" I was like, "Oh, it's 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 a show I used to watch." But anyway, are we with him or are we against him? Are we gonna follow him who is just? Are we gonna go uh, follow the footsteps of our one and only Savior, the one and only Son of God? Are we going to be with him or against him? Are we going to love him or hate him? Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Matthew 6, verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. You cannot serve two masters. Are we going to love him or hate him? What are we to do? What shall we do with Jesus? Are we going to reject him or receive him with humble hearts? Let's go. Let's turn to John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe. In his name. Now let's, uh, let's look at John chapter 12 and verse 48. He who rejects me does, and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. What are we going to do with Jesus? Are we going to be with him or against him? Are we going to love him or hate him? Are we going to receive him or reject him? Lastly, are we going to confess him or are we going to shame away from him? Let's look at Luke chapter 9 and verse 26. Luke chapter 9 verse 26. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him the son of the Son of Man will be ashamed when He comes in His own glory and in His Father's and, uh, and of the holy angels. Are we going to confess Him or are we going to be ashamed of Him? It's sad to see um, Christians fall away from Christ. It's, it's, it's really sad to see when someone rejects Christ. I'm having, uh, I was talking to one of the a person that has been struggling lately, and and I was I was telling them about um, they have a, a family member, a relative that um, in another in another city in in um, in Florida they they were attending church and they were faithful members, but they stopped going all of a sudden. They they would not meet with the church anymore, and. And not only that, but they were talking bad uh, about the church. And you know, thinking about that, when, when Jesus, when God 
gives us everything that we need, when He gives us all the many blessings that He bestows upon us daily. And sometimes we're ashamed of Him. Sometimes we reject Him. Just like His own people did. Just like the Jews did back in those days. What shall we do with Jesus? Lastly, I want to remind you that this is a very personal question. This is one that no one is going to be able to answer for us. I would like to share with you what 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10 says about this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. It says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. We will have to answer this question. Our salvation depends on it, brethren. Our salvation, it's a, it's a matter of life and death. If you're not baptized this evening, we invite you to accept Jesus in your heart and decide what, he's gonna, what you're going to do with him. Because let me tell you that Jesus is coming, and he's coming very soon. Please meditate on that, um, on that question. While together we stand and sing the song of invitation.